This is an ACB community call presented by American Council of the Blind. This Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. Welcome, everybody, to another Tuesday. I hope everyone had a great holiday and everyone had fun and had a healthy, happy holiday. want to remind everyone that uh, make sure that you respect everyone the same way that you would want to re- be respected with your questions and give everyone the same opportunities as you would want. We're going to go first hands through. And then if we have enough time, we'll take people's second questions. So you can go ahead and raise your hands and get that going. Uh, it'd be interesting to hear if anyone got any new gadgets over the holidays or maybe any new gadget services. Also, I want to introduce you to Michael Babcock, and he has a couple announcements for us as well. Hey, Michael. Hey, Marty. Are you saying people don't know me? You're introducing me. Anyway, I'm introducing I, you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who I am. So I got some new gadgets that I can fill people's ears with if we don't get any hands. But a couple of the announcements, well, I got one new one, but it looks like we do have a hand, but I will go through the announcements real quick. Uh, we did publish a couple of podcast episodes to the Unmute Presents on ACB community feed, and, and there was a little bit of confusion with that this morning. So if you want to get all of the content that we publish, including the content on Thursdays, more longer form content, and Sundays, more shorter form content, in your favorite podcast app, just search for Unmute Presents, and you'll find one that says Unmute Presents on on ACB community. That is the only podcast feed that we have. Um, our podcasts or our, our unmute present shows are also published to the um, ACB community podcast feed. So I think that's where some, some confusion may have arisen uh, earlier today, but just search for unmute presents and you'll find unmute presents on ACB community with Marty Sobo and Michael Babcock as the host. Speaking of that podcast on Sunday, I published a different style. I'm not sure that I'm sold on that style. So if anyone listened to it, I'd love some feedback on it, but a different type of, of Sunday type of content, which was talking about day one journaling. My intention was, Hey, let's start new year's out with a brief overview of the day one journaling app for those who may be interested in journaling and documenting their, their life and experiences. This usually lasts for about three to five months for me. And then I lose track of it. So I'll be fully, fully transparent about that. That would be kind of cool to get a a 365-day journaling streak. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, And then on Thursday, we published a episode where Demasi, Marty and I talk about our audio setups and what we're doing for audio and how we've been uh, configuring our devices. And then, uh, of course, we have last week's call with Michael Doys that was published uh, last Tuesday in the podcast feed. Just a couple more things real quick. And we'll get into it. Um, the next Tuesday, the 10th, we will have a individual from Raz Mobility to come talk to us about the Mini Vision 2 phone, which I've been playing with it over the last couple of days. And, and I kind of like this phone. It's, it's kind of cool. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of the added features that some of the other devices have, but it is a very um, durable form factor and the buttons are big. So I'll hint at that. And if you want more information about the Mini Vision, 
Division 2. Feel free to join us next uh, Tuesday. And as I said, Raz Mobility will be here. That's all the announcements I have. Sheila, do we have any hands? You do. Cindy, you may unmute. Hello, Cindy. Hey, Cindy. How's it going? Good. Uh, Michael, I got my... uh... I got my charger card for my headphones. Uh-huh. Now I have a question. You said it was going to work out of both ears, but it's not. Is there any way to fix that? So it's not work. What do you mean? It's not like you're not getting audio out of both ears? Right. And are you using it wired or wirelessly? Um, I'm using Bluetooth. Yeah. Okay. So you're using Bluetooth. And what are you playing content on? Is it your phone? or? Yeah, my phone. Okay, and it's like uh, music that's only playing out of one ear? No, it's everything. Music, shows, movies, whatever it is. So, And voiceover's only coming out of one ear as well? Um, I, I haven't used voiceover yet. But... Oh, okay, okay. Well, not okay. Um, it sounds like there may be a balance um, setting and accessibility that we may need to change. Um, that is that is unique because it should be playing out of both ears. And uh, I promise you it's not as as problematic as it seems to have been. So uh, give me a call. I will be in tomorrow morning starting at 7 a.m. our time. So Oregon okay. time. Give me a call and we can help troubleshoot it. And if we need to, we can get a replacement headset out to you because uh, it should be playing out of both channels. Out of, Is it playing out of only the left or right channel? The left. The left one. Okay, yeah. Give me a call tomorrow and we'll do some further troubleshooting, okay? All right. Thanks. Perfect, Cindy. Thank you for coming and we appreciate it. Who is next uh, there, Belinda? Uh, not Belinda. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila. Beth, you may unmute. Hey, Beth. How you doing? Hi. Happy New Year. Um, happy New yeah, Year to I, you. I, happy, oh, I have a question. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I um, play... You know, on on my computer, I have Groove Music. That's a Windows. um, Uh And it plays my music maybe for about uh, sometimes a half hour, sometimes an hour, sometimes a little more. And then it says, like, Groove, it it says Groove Music cannot play. Send feedback. And you have to send feedback to Microsoft, I guess, to Microsoft. But I don't know how to do that because I, you know, they... I guess they act like you have to have an account with Microsoft, but yep. so you gotta like, should I call the help desk or what? So you can call uh, Microsoft accessibility with that. Um, it What it sounds to me like though, is Groove Music is getting to a file in your music list that it can't play the, the file back. It, it doesn't have the ability to play that file format. Do you know if it's happening with the same file every time? I don't I don't know. It doesn't doesn't say like a certain file. It just says groove. Yeah. So so here's what I would try doing next time it happens. Are you a Jaws user, NVDA user? Are you using Zoom? Um, I use um, System Access. Okay. I don't know what it is in System Access. In NVDA and in JAWS, there is a option to read the entire screen with JAWS key or NVDA key plus B for box. And that reads the whole dialog box. That message that tells you the file cannot be played should have the name of the file that cannot be played in that message itself, even if System Access isn't reading it out outright. 
So what I would do is a reach out to uh, Microsoft accessibility. If, if that's the path you want to go down or B see if you can get the name of the file that it's having problems playing and either remove it from your groove music library or from your music playback list. Because as I said, it sounds like it's trying to play a format it can't play. Oh, okay. Yep. Or, yeah, because then it stops playing everything. That, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so hopefully one of those will help you there, Beth. Okay. Okay. Thank, thanks. Thank you. If anybody much. has any uh, tech questions, raise your hand. We'd also love to hear if you got any new gadgets over the holidays or any gadget services, anything like that. So, okay, who do we got next? next? Rick, you may unmute. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Rick Troiano, you can unmute, sir. Well, we're waiting for that. Belinda, do we have any hands in Clubhouse? We do not at the moment. Okay. There we go. Okay. There you go. You got it. Yeah. Good job. Okay. How um, you doing? Can everybody hear me okay? Yep, yep, we can hear you. Okay, great. Here's what's going on. Um, uh, I have an iPhone 13. Um, I'm, all, I'm all updated, downloaded, all that kind of stuff. When I go to access on the bard and I say to Siri, open open bard, Siri gives me all kinds of weird stuff like stuff about space, or it will just say hello, or it, it just it's it's really acting weird. And it's only on Bard. It's only when I go to access a Bard. Uh, in this update, Siri's had some issues with uh, iOS 16.2 on the phone. Um, whatever they have done, they kind of screwed up some stuff in the background. Well, they sure did. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> You're not the only one. A lot of people have been having Siri problems with this update. So hopefully in the next update, they'll resolve some of these issues. Um, sometimes it doesn't always recognize the app you're trying to open. What I would suggest is try restarting your phone. Do you ever restart your phone? Like shut it off, turn it back on again. Do you ever do that? About twice a day. Oh, really? So you're yeah. actually shutting it off, powering it down, turning it back on again? Powering it down, turning it back on. Yeah. And you're not getting any other luck with it working. It just does the same thing. It doesn't recognize Bard. It doesn't recognize the board. I have I have to do it like three or four times, or I say something else, and yeah. then I go back to board, and it'll recognize the board. Uh, until they fix it, uh, you might want to move the board icon to somewhere that you can access it easily to get it open yeah, with, a, with a double click. I know that's not a perfect solution, but you might just be battling a losing battle if you just yeah. continue to try and get Siri to open Bard. Yeah, I didn't think about that because I have like 14 pages. So, yeah, so, maybe I'll move it to my so, uh, my homepage. Something that could also help you as well without having to move your apps around too that I do in... 
I've never had good luck with Siri. I mean, every once in a while she works well for me. But uh, if you didn't know, uh, directly above your dock, there's that page changer where it'll say like page one, page two, page three. If you double tap on that now, it'll bring up your spotlight search. And then you can just put in B-A-R and towards the top of your screen, you should be able to find Bob right there. So you could also do it. You can also do from your home screen a three finger swipe down, and you'll get that same search box. Yep. Okay. Um, the the gotcha with the home screen. Why I don't typically recommend that too much is you can't be too high on your screen, or you'll bring down your notification center. So mm, um, okay. Yeah. Yep. Either way, three finger swipe down from about the middle of the screen or one finger double tap on that page switcher will bring you into Spotlight, which is where you can search. Type in B-A-R or just a couple of letters, and then it will find your uh, bard right there towards the top of the screen. One last tip for Braille screen input users, and I appreciate Herbie for bringing this to my attention because I was not aware of the fact that you could do this. But if you switch to Braille screen input on your rotor, you can actually start typing typing B-A-R right there, and then it'll say Bard Mobile, and you can two-finger flick to the right to uh, activate Bard as well. So hopefully that uh, helps you in the interim. It, it doesn't solve the problem, but it gives you a few other solutions. And that search function will work on any app. So you could just hit that search box, type in anything you want, and open anything from right there. So that just might be faster if you have a lot of pages of apps. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Yeah, good luck. Let us know how it goes. All right, I will. Thanks. All right. Who do we got right. next? Scott. Hello, Scott. All right, I have a possible answer for this as a follow-up. Uh, All right, Scott, let's the, hear it. Uh, the, you know, the actual name of the app is Bard Mobile. I usually have pretty good success telling Siri, open Bard Mobile. Ah, uh, yeah. Like well, that might be, that might be a good help. Yeah, if he's just saying Bard, he's not saying the full name. Maybe it's confusing. That's probably, yeah, that's my guess. That's my immediate guess, anyway. Uh, Because, you know, if if you give the exact name of the app, then it might, I think, usually now sometimes. Now, here lately, though, I've noticed that, especially with 16.2, I've noticed that sometimes if if you say the exact name, it won't... (laughs) If, or if you say the name of the app and you know, what you think may be the exact name, it probably is, it'll sometimes say something like, I will need to do something, or I will, I couldn't find, or the closest thing I found to it, like it thinks you're looking up a location or something, some sort. Or, you know, it'll do something unexpected. Even if you say open this or that, it'll, it'll still come. Siri seems to be a little more, a little more, a little hard of hearing lately maybe it's, maybe it's it's you know if you if you realize how old it is it's it's like 12 years old i think they are she is the oldest like, smart assistant I think. yeah scott, so if, he, if, if he, your hearing. scott if you didn't uh know in this new current update you can now just tell Siri to restart your device and it will oh, just yeah. restart it. You don't have to go into the menus and all of that. So for oh, those of no. you who need to restart, you can ask Siri to do it now. Yeah. But I but I did, but as far as far as getting the BARD app, you know, to to get it to open the BARD app, it might be helpful to say open BARD mobile. Instead of just yeah, BARD that's a good mobile. tip. Try uh, that and, and and let's see if that works for you. Thanks, Scott. All right. Hey, Linda, do we have any questions in Clubhouse? We do. We have Kim. All right. Hello, hey, Kim. Kim. How's it going? 
going good. Can you hear me? We can hear you loud and clear. Oh, okay. Because my button said mute, and I thought, does that mean I'm unmuted? Um, just a tip for the person who's having trouble with BART. Um, I still haven't updated yet. I'm on 15.7. And every time I think about it, I hear about a new problem. But what I do, there are some apps that I just never close. And BARD is one of them. So all I have to do is go to my app switcher to get to BARD. But there's like four or five apps that I just never close, if that's any help. Well, thank you. Now, I will make everybody aware, and I'm not sure everyone experiences this. This could be an intermittent thing. But in current 16.2, which you haven't updated to yet, so you're lucky, when you're on a phone call, the app switcher doesn't always work. So if you're on a call and you go into the app switcher, you get stuck and you're not able to switch through the apps using the app switcher. So uh, just be cognizant of that when you're... I didn't even know you could do that. Yep, you can do that. Yep, you can do that. Yep, yep. I'm going to stay here until I absolutely have to update, I think. At some point you will. But if it's working for you, then do uh, what makes you feel the most comfortable. There's no reason to mess it up if it's working for you. Okay, thanks. Uh, Thanks, have a great day. You too. Anybody else in Clubhouse? Not at the moment. All right, back to Zoom. All right. Pam. Hey, Pam. How's it going? Doing well. Uh, if we can just get through this uh, weather situation today and not have a tornado, I'll be happy. All right. Uh, Hopefully that'll happen what, for you. What I wanted to suggest to the one having problems with uh, getting the BARD app to open. Uh, now, I will confess, I very rarely ever use Siri. And I've always been that way. I just, I use her when I have to, when I'm in a big hurry, whatever. Or if I don't know where to look up something. But something I have heard other people say, and it makes sense to me, and it they say it works. And that is when you open, bring up Siri, don't just immediately plunge in and say, open such and such wait a second or two because sometimes if you jump right in Siri will not hear the first word or a couple of words that you said so you bring up Siri you're still holding the button down uh and you you wait a couple of seconds and then say open whatever because if you don't Siri might say, well, what do you want to know about such and such? Um, So you might want to try that as well. And I can only suggest that because I've heard other people say that it worked for them. Yeah, especially if you're using Bluetooth headphones of any any kind, you definitely want to wait that one second in the beginning because uh, a lot of the Bluetooth headphones have what's called latency, which is a little bit of a delay. So if you jump right in and you hit the Siri button and just start talking, it might catch, it might not catch the first few words that you say. So you might want to start Siri, wait a second or two, and then speak. Got it. Thanks. Thank you. Do you have someone else? Oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Bill. Uh, Triple G. Greg, you can go ahead. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Okay. 
Hi, Michael. Hi, Marty. How are you? Hey, hey. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Two quick ones. Uh, one, have you heard of a monster microphone? And if so, are they any good? Um, got one for Christmas. And then the other real quick one is, and you've probably addressed this before, and this is probably an iPhone update issue. Every time I dictate something on the iPhone, like say I put in something like, Sheila is so cool, you know, on my iPhone. It messages who I ever send that message to. It messages it like twice or even three times sometimes. So it double dictates or triple, you know, dictates. Uh, Sheila is so cool. Um, uh, <laughs> and I'm just wondering if that's a bug fix that I can fix with updating or if anyone's heard of that. So, I think you. Sheila's just tapped your phone so she can reemphasize it. She's <laughs> no, cool. Especially if it's only yeah. when you say that line. No, no, it's when I say anything. I know. I know. <laughs> have you have you updated to whatever the current is? What uh, do you know what operating system you're on right now? Which one? I'm on 16, the first version of 16, so yeah, yeah. You might want to try and bump up to sixteen point two if you're on just the first first version of sixteen. There's been a lot of bug fixes. It's not perfect at sixteen two, but it does actually fix a lot of stuff. Another thing I can suggest is uh, if you're going to text someone and you're having issues doing it totally through Siri, I would say go into your messages and go to the body of the message of the person that you want to send a message to and dictate that way into it. So for example, you would go to Sheila, you know, in your list of messages, go down to the message box, and then you can dictate the message that way. And uh, hopefully that will solve that problem. It, it works better that way than trying to do the whole entire thing through Siri. Okay. Okay. And by the way, Sheila, you're really cool. And, uh, <laughs> uh, any, and any word on Monster microphone? I was just looking at this microphone. It looks like a dynamic microphone, which means it's going to pick up your voice if you're uh, close to it like this. Or if you back up a little bit. Um, so it, so it's, it's a good microphone. It looks like I have no personal experience with this microphone. But from everything I was able to see on it, it looks kind of handy. It's, it, it's for karaoke. Is that correct? Um, I guess so. Or for just talking on the community. I'll have to try it out. The only issue is I don't think it has a headset with it. So I'd have to plug in. Most yeah. of them don't. Is that particular microphone USB only, or is it USB and XLR, or only XLR? Do you know what it is? USB and uh, XLR, I do believe, yeah. So I would look on the bottom or maybe on the side of the microphone and see if there's a headphone uh, plug-in on there. If there is, then what you do is you get a regular uh, headphones that have that kind of plug that Sometimes they have a small version. Sometimes they have a larger version. But on that one, it sounds like probably, my guess, it would be a small version. What you do is you take your headphones, you plug it into the microphone. Then you take the microphone and plug it into the computer via USB. Because I'm assuming, which is dumb of me, by the way, don't ever assume, that you don't have an interface unless you do. But if you don't, then you plug the mic directly into the computer. And then what you do is you can monitor your headset through the microphone. 
So your volume, okay. your mix and all of that stuff. So uh, you can mess around with that once you get it plugged in and, and see. If you do have an interface, then of course you plug the microphone into the interface, interface into the computer, headphones into the interface and then go from there. Okay, okay. And if I have questions, I'll just bug Michael someday. Yeah, let us know and we'll do whatever we can to help you out. I would say if it doesn't work right out of the gate when you plug it in, you might need to go into your uh, system settings and maybe change a couple things in your audio output so that it's actually going out to the right place. That might be the only other thing you have to do. Okay, thank you. Happy yep. New Year. Happy New Year to you. Good luck. Let us know how that microphone works out for you. I uh, yeah, People will be hearing it tomorrow night on open mic. So, yep. All right, okay. sounds good. Thank you. Yep. All right. You ready for Zoom? Yes, we are. Della. Hey, Della. How you doing? Hey, guys. Okay. So I have a question. Maybe some, maybe somebody can help me. Okay. Is there any kind of gadget that would work on the TV or that's like to describe to you what is actually been played? Kind of like the movie theater does? Okay. There's a couple things here. So uh, first of all, do you do streaming or is this just on your regular TV? It's on uh, my Roku, like Disney Plus and uh, Netflix and stuff like that. Okay. So not every single movie has all of the uh, or closed caption and description and all that. You have to make sure that you have it turned on and also that whatever show or movie that you're watching has that available to you. Um, also... Are you using a Roku box? Is that what you said you were using to, you know, have all your apps and stuff on there? Yes, sir. You might want to go into the Roku settings itself and see if there's a couple of things that you can turn on. I know Roku also has, you know, the voice option where you can use your voice on the remote control to be able to open apps or look for different things on there and use your voice if that's easier for you. So uh, a lot of those settings are actually in the Roku settings itself and then you would just have to make sure that the show that you're watching offers you know the descriptive uh the extra descriptive um translation and stuff awesome thank you and so just so much. you know not every show has that so okay well thank you so much i appreciate it that, that yeah helps. yeah no problem at all okay bye yep all right we have uh herbie here in clubhouse hey herbie how's it going you're supposed to be on vacation no, that's not till next week. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm flattered you want to send me off that much sooner. Um, but uh, wouldn't you rather have two weeks than only one week? No, I'd rather oh. actually uh, have none because I, I, I'm too much needed around here. But uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, and I'm, you know, you never know. I might still try to be on the call next week, so I'll actually get to join it at ten in the morning instead of the noon. So uh, there you go. I'll actually, be in your time zone, zone Marty. Um, yeah to mention though is greg if your microphone does not have a headphone jack you can still use your current or even if it does you can still use your current headphones that you have plugged into the computer all you need to do is um once your mic is plugged into a usb port um leave your usb headphones plugged in and in the control panel go to sounds and go to the recording tab and set your default mic to the monster mic. And that's all you need to do. And you'll still have your regular headset for your input and your monster mic for your output. And you'll be a roaring success. I think the only can you can't monitor your 
self when you do it that way though well, first of all you can and if you really want to monitor yourself which is that is a really personal preference thing i find most people actually don't like to do that um including myself but if you want to there are if you're two there are two ways one again if the mic has a headphone jack then you can do it that way but the other way is in the on the microphone properties if you go to the properties button and you go to the listen tab you can check the box and route it through your headset. There is a latency, but it will let you hear yourself if that's what you really, really want to do. But I, I do find that most people, um, because I have this discussion a lot when helping people with station playlists, you know, I mentioned there's something about them having to hear themselves through the mic, and then most people with my experience are like, hey, I really don't want to hear myself. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that really comes down to a personal preference thing. And it also comes down to, do you even have a regular set of corded headphones too, for that matter, that would even plug into the mic? Um, yep. So there, there's there just- are multiple ways to solve that problem, but thank you, Harvey, because I, I appreciate that. Cause yeah, it, it, yep. you can, you can have different inputs and outputs on both windows and Mac, depending on whatever platform yep. you're using. So. Yep. So, so it really boils down to personal preference and what you want and what equipment you have access to and stuff like that. So. And it's painful because I'm actually having to give Windows advice today, but to see, you know, that's how it goes. But, uh, yep. Thank you, Harvey. Uh, Della, I want to go back to you and your your message because (laughs) the irony. So I was looking on... Roku's accessibility website, and they post a picture of the button you need to press four times to enable accessibility, which seems to be a little um, overhanded, I guess, or, or a little out of touch because a picture doesn't help. However, I did do some further research, and there's a star button, which is directly below and to the right of the up, down, left, and right navigation pad. So it's going to be on that row of buttons below that navigation pad on the far far right-hand side. If you press that fairly quickly and uh, in, in steadily four times, then your TV will start speaking to you and it will tell you, you know, what elements you have highlighted on the screen and how you can uh, interact with those devices. It is the screen reader for Roku is what it's called. Um, it used to be called accessibility guide and that'll allow you to go in. And when you've went into something like Disney plus and Disney plus is great about this. I would say most of their titles have audio description. You can always go to a, dp.acb.org to search a specific title to see if an audio description is available. But once you've started playing a, a piece of content that has that audio description, if it doesn't immediately start playing, press that center OK button, choose the languages option, and then you can choose English AD or different language AD if, if you need that other language uh, with audio description and it's available. So hopefully that'll help you with jumping in and using the screen reader on your Roku device and, and getting started. Again, it's that button on the far right below the up, down, left, and right pad. You press it four times and it will start talking to you. And Michael, on so goes, much. yeah, no problem. 
And on those remotes, are is it the same on every Roku remote, or is it yep. just a specific model? Do they all keep them the same? How does that work on the no, Roku? It, unless your device is super old, uh, the Roku remotes are pretty much the same. So you just press that button, and uh, you should four times, and you should be good to go. How Thank old you. is your uh, Roku that you have? Oh goodness gracious, probably seven years old. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. They last, but you should be good to go. Um, if you have any problems, there is a Roku accessibility webpage that isn't the most accessible. Uh, gotta appreciate that. Uh, but it, it definitely is available if you need any further assistance or reach back out to us. Okay, Dell? I really appreciate it. Thank you all. Of no course, problem. Good luck. For joining us. Do we have any other hands anywhere? Because I'm not seeing any. No, not here. All right. And Belinda? Nope. Perfect. So, Marty, I've been playing with automation lately. How? Oh, oh boy, here oh, we go. <laughs> we do have one here. Just hang on a second, and I'll get to him. And I've got one here, too, now. <laughs> All right, let's take Zoom while Belinda's getting her hand on class. All right, Teresa, go ahead. Hey, Teresa, how you doing? Okay, um, I have a question. Okay. And it kind of um, has to do, it has to do with the e-reader from the NLS issued out. Uh-huh. And I was um, the other day I downloaded a book from um, Bra- from Bard in Braille, and it's got several volumes. But it started at the second volume instead of fir- you know the first. And it like volume two of ten volumes. I said, wait a minute, what's going on here? Uh, that was kind of strange. I don't know if I need to go back in and. Uh, delete it and then try again or what yep that's what i would do just go delete the book that you downloaded and then try to re-download it and hopefully then it'll start with volume one if it doesn't then get the br number uh for that book or the title and reach out to your local Uh library and let them know that it's skipping volume one okay you know because i haven't even gone into it i hate to think how many other volumes got skipped (laughs) <laughs> besides just number one yeah it, it could just be a computer glitch too you should be good to go i yeah. i have not seen that happen but for me the first thing i would do if that happened is to down uh delete the book and then re-download it and see if that fixes it okay i'll do that then perfect well, thank you no problem okay. thanks a lot for raising your hand certainly all right we have ray here in clubhouse um, hey ray how hey, you ray. doing <laughs> Good morning, uh, Marty, Michael, Belinda, and Sheila. I have a question, a uh, recommendation, if you have one, about uh, playing DVDs on a Windows 10 and also using JAWS. So, you have a DVD player right now on your machine, or you don't have one? Uh, we are or not. We have one, but I'm not sure which one we're using, but it's uh, a little difficult to use, but uh, something that's more accessible and easier to uh, maneuver and navigate. So you do have a DVD reader in your computer, though, correct? Like your I computer believe can read so. DVDs. Okay. So what I use on Windows is VLC. Um, it's by a company called Videoland. It's a nonprofit organization. If you just search for Videoland or VLC, you'll find it. And then when you go in there, you can go into the menu option and choose Open DVD and open the DVD and start playing it from there. Your space bar will work as your play pause. Your previous and next chapter will be your arrow keys. And then uh, to turn the volume up or down, you just use up and down arrow keys. Okay, well, thank you so much. I'll give that a try, and great show, and uh, everybody have a happy new year. Yep, you, you well. too. Thanks thank you very much. Me. Thank you. All right, you've got another hand in here. Tim, you can unmute. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Happy new year. Oh, 
Happy New Year, guys. Um, waiting for my computer to stop talking to me. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a, uh, a problem with, uh, I see I use Siri. I, I'm not able, I'm very low vision, but I also have Parkinson's. And I have can't do uh, voiceover because because I can't do the gestures. I mean, I've tried and the gestures just don't work for me because my I think my fingers shake too much. But, yeah. So what I will I say right out of the gate here is you are a perfect candidate to use a voice control, and voice control allows you to use your whole phone with your voice, so you can. Open apps, close apps, do whatever you need to do, dictate, all of that. So you should definitely uh, take a look at voice control. And that'll help you a lot be able to use your phone more than you are now. Oh, okay. I've never heard of voice control. Yeah, it's but built into your phone. It's for people uh, just like you who maybe can't use their hands as good as they would like. And... Even if you're someone who has low vision or no vision and you need to use voiceover, you can audio, which means with your voice, do the voiceover gestures so that you can hear what's on the screen. So, for example, if you're on your home screen and you have voice control turned on, you can say, you know, swipe right. And it will then say Safari, swipe right. It'll say mail, you know, swipe left. It'll go back to Safari again. Open mail. It'll do all of those things for you. So and it does work with voiceover and you can use the voiceover gestures auditorily and it will do all the things you need it to do. Okay. Now, of course, well, I use a Bluetooth headset and I I use Siri to make all my phone calls and uh, texts and all that stuff. But the problem I keep getting is my, my stupid phone. I'll ask, I'll say call so-and-so and it will say which one you know or it said or if i ask it something it'll say here here's what i found on the web and of course i can't see anything on my phone i mean right. how, do I, how do i get siri not the i've tried to convince siri that i'm blind and not to do not do that and it just keeps it just keeps doing that so a couple things I'll say here. One is you want to try and put as much information for a person into one contact. So, for example, Jim Smith, you want to put home phone number in there and also put mobile phone number in there. And there's you could label both of those with the little drop down menu. And then when you go to call Jim Smith, you could say call Jim Smith home. Or you can say, call Jim Smith Mobile. But let's say you maybe have a couple names that are similar. Uh, there is in your contacts also a space for a nickname that you could put whatever kind of nickname you want to put in there. So, for example, uh, maybe Jim Smith is your best friend and his name is Jim Smith, but maybe you call him Bubba or something like that. You could put Bubba in the nickname and then you could just say, call Bubba home or call Bubba mobile and it will do that. Okay. But you might need a little help with that, but from someone just to help you get it going the first time, you know, with the 
moving some of your contacts around and things like that if you have have and trouble with it. But once you get it called, sorted out, it'd be much easier. And it's called voice control. Yeah, it's called voice control in uh, in the accessibility settings. Okay, accessibility. Okay. Yeah, you can actually tell Siri to enable voice control now too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I haven't. Well, my iPhone, my iPhone is an iPhone 11. I don't know if that makes. You should be able to use voice control, no problem, with an iPhone 11. Yep. Okay. So yeah, play with that and see if that helps you a little bit. Okay. Uh, but. Also, but is there any way to stop Siri from saying, you know, which one or, I mean, like, like the other day I was trying to get it to call Best Buy, just saying, call Best Buy in South Charleston. Yeah, you're going to have something that broad, you're going to have a little bit of issue with because, for example, when you say call best, but there's so many of them, you might want to try and narrow down your search to the location where you are. So, for example, where do you live? Like, what's the city you live in? I live in Crow Plains, uh, West Virginia, third world state of West Virginia. So you would want to say call Best Buy in... And put your city, you know. And I do that. And I, I say, well, the one that's here is in South Charleston. If so you wait, a, if you if you do wait a couple of seconds, it will list a list of them. And she'll start from the top and say, yeah. there's this well, one. Do you want to call this one? And you can say no. It'll go to the next one. And, and then you say yes on the one it wants you wanted to call. Okay. Um yeah, it, well, it just usually just shows me that, and I touch on those, and nothing happens. Yeah, uh, if you wait for her, she'll talk you through it. It's just that you got to be a little bit patient. I, What's I that? Think, I think that might be broken in one of the later versions. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I, I also know what he's talking about, too, where Siri will just pop up on the screen and give you the list. And she, now that I think about it, hasn't actually been reading that list to me. So no, that may not be working properly right now. Okay. No, wow. Well, it won't. It won't read the list to me. Yeah, it, oh, wow. it's supposed okay. to. It's supposed to, and hopefully that's one of the things that they can fix in the near future. This is one of the incidences where where I would definitely recommend reaching out to Apple Accessibility and letting them know the challenges that you're facing, including the fact that Siri is displaying results on the phone, but you can't interact with those results, and it would be helpful for her to prompt you for which one you'd like to call and actually ask you by name or uh, list them off, because I, I think I think I have observed what you're saying. I, I live in a small enough area that most of the time when I tell Siri to call business, it'll call it right away. But I do remember what Marty was saying, where Siri would say, which one? We have Walmart here and Walmart here. And then you could tell it which one. And yeah. it, it hasn't been doing that. Yeah, I try to I try to tell it to, like, say, call Best Buy in South Charleston, which is the, where the nearest so, Best Buy is. So it's not ideal, but a solution for that in the interim could be to add that specific Best Buy, once you know their phone number, to your contacts, and then yeah. you should be able to call Best Buy, and it will call the one that's in your contacts. Okay. Well, uh, like I said, I just got a new television, and I'm having but I, but I talked to, finally got them and talked to them, and they sorted out the problem. 
Well, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And uh, good luck with, with Siri. Hopefully some improvements will come uh, in the near future. I hope so. That thing it yeah. drives me crazy. Yeah, Siri is having some problems right now, and everyone's experiencing different issues. So you just got to be a little bit patient. Hopefully they'll get the Siri issue resolved sooner than later. That's uh, the hope. An experiment with voice control. Okay, thank you. Yeah, good luck to you. Okay, thanks. All right, All right we have Ray in Clubhouse. Um, All right. Triple G is back up. Oh, hello, okay. Greg. Hey, Greg. Hello. So hello. I have a quick question um, just about TV. So, Michael, what was the uh, what was the thing you said to do on Roku, Roku um, enabled TVs? Yep. And does it work even if you don't have Roku built in? And then... Um, I just wanted to get your opinion on a TV that they uh, they saw um, did at convention last summer, the Hisense um, X Class TV. I don't know who makes it. I think it was. Uh, I think it's Hi- a Best Buy. Hisense, I think, is a Best Buy brand. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to know if you have experienced that, and if that's going to give me any, as far as having a built-in screen reader or audio description if that's going to give me any advantages so one thing one thing greg i will tell you right away is that if you're going to use an external box like apple tv or like a roku or something like that then the actual tv you get isn't going to make a huge bit of difference because you're not actually going to use the interface inside the TV that comes with it. You're going to be using whatever box you decide to buy, whether it's, you know, like I said, Roku or Apple, that's what you're going to be using, not what's actually in the TV. Now, if you really want to get Roku, uh, what a lot of people do is they actually get a TCL TV that actually has Roku built into the TV. That's what they use is the Roku software. And then you don't need to buy an external box. You just get the TV and then you get the Roku remote and you just use Roku directly within the TV. If you're going to use anything else, Apple or any of the other ones, then it's just going to be about which box you buy. And and then the TV itself is really going to be about what size you want and the kind of quality of picture, if you can see the picture at all. And Hisense does also bundle Roku software. I just looked it up uh, with some of their TVs. So that I don't specifically have any details about that particular model you mentioned, Greg. Uh, maybe worth searching Hisense on acbmedia.org uh, to see if there was a podcasted version of that specific sec- session. In order to answer your question about enabling accessibility, and then I want to come back and talk on audio description for a moment for people as well. So uh, in order to enable Enable accessibility, um, what used to be called accessibility mode, I believe, uh, but the voice screen reader, you quadruple press the button that's on the right-hand side of the row of buttons that's directly below the navigation pad. So you have an up, down, left, and right with an OK in it. If you slide your finger down the remote from the down key, you'll find a row of buttons. And then slide your finger all the way to the right, and that button will be the button you press four times to enable text-to-speech. It's a toggle, so pressing it four times again will disable it. And I haven't done this on a Roku in a while. I believe the first time you do it, it's going to 
going to give you some basic directions for navigating with the Roku interface. Now, uh, what I wanted to come back and talk on with audio description, and I think this is important for a lot of people, it doesn't matter in, I would say, 98% of the cases, what you're using to get the streamed content. If the streamed content allows you to change the language, then it's worth looking in the languages menu to see if audio description is available. So um, on on my Apple TV remote, I believe if I remember right, we have it set in the settings on Apple TV to always play audio description when available. But I believe you can get to the languages menu by pressing the up arrow or the up uh direction on the direction pad while playing video content and then you have like uh, subtitles and then audio languages and uh, different apps do it differently there's a little bit of confusion with that but as long as you can get into the languages settings then you should be able to choose english or uh, proper language for your needs ad or audio description in order to get that to start playing um in in your device so hopefully that helps a little triple g do we lose them it looks like all right, Sheila, do we have any other yeah. hands in Zoom? Yes, Teresa. Hey, Teresa. Teresa, you can Teresa. unmute. Yep. You're still muted there. Okay, this is, there you go. Um, this is Teresa. And I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm following Triple G because um, I saw that TV last summer and it was, um, and it was, uh, um, had built in apps and it, um, the remote, when you operated it, it talked. Uh huh. Yeah. So, and I I put my hands on it. Oh, okay. Did you like it? Was it was it easy to use? Yeah. It was, but I didn't and I even put my name in a drawing, but unfortunately I didn't win. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he said you could find it at Walmart. Yeah, I believe Hisense is a Walmart brand. Yes. You just have to find out if you want that exact model. Otherwise, yeah. so two things, you would if that particular tv that you saw last summer has something yeah. specific that no other tv that's a high sense has you'd have to get that model and try and find that model in best buy if all of the high sense tvs have whatever feature that you're looking for in it then you would just have to find out how do you turn it on on whichever high sense tv you end up deciding to buy if you're going to use their software right. and not use like an external box like roku <laughs> or apple tv or any of those Right, but the way he ta- way he talked, it was like you didn't need all the you know the external boxes, you know, because it had built in apps. Yeah. Well, now I don't know if these are for the apps or for the streaming services or what. Well, they every TV for, for the streaming every, services. Every smart TV has apps built into it. The issue is okay. not every TV's software, which is the system that you would navigate around to find all the apps, click on them and do all that stuff. Not all of the uh, systems in there, the software is great. You know, that's why a lot of people choose to go with Roku or Apple TV or something else, just because, you know, they don't always keep up on the software. It changes year to year, depending on the model of the TV. It's harder to figure it out. When you go with something that's really popular, like Roku, Apple TV, stuff like that, then you're going to be able to keep up more. They're going to keep the software updated. You know, you uh, will get more people knowing how to use those devices because, you know, there's more of them out there. So 
and they also implement, you know, more of the accessibility features and things like that. So um, that's why a lot of people prefer that, you know, and if they switch and they get a new TV, they can still keep their same box. They either get a new Roku or take the same old Roku and just plug it into their new TV. So you know, right. it's really kind of and a preference, out- to be honest with you. And it's kind of funny that um, um, Triple G should bring that up because I remember the gentleman that showed it to me. He was talking about how the Macy's parade would be described, and also the Roses parade. And I was look following that yesterday, and of course I couldn't hear the description. I mean, I mean I couldn't hear any audio description. Of, I mean I could hear what they were saying when it, you know the floats came by. I like to watch the parades, you know, kind of because I have a heart for marching bands. I was in my high school marching band, so I always have a special place in my heart for marching bands. (laughs) That's That's a side note, but anyway. Well, Teresa, we we appreciate that. And yeah, um, it it looks like you should be able to find some more details. You can do a search for TVs on ACB Media to get more details about that. And uh, yeah, so thanks for reaching out. Appreciate it. And Michael, Michael and Marty, you've got five minutes, guys. Okay, thank you. And I'll mute. And I'm sorry. No problem. Thanks for thanks for coming. Um, And yeah, we're at 55 Uh after. So Marty, it looks like uh, we're clearing hands in Zoom. Is there any hands in Clubhouse? Otherwise, Marty will wrap it up for us. We're good. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks everybody for another Tuesday here in Unmute Presents. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at unmutepresents at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, if there's anything you would like to see or hear about, let us know. And don't forget about one week from today, next Tuesday, we're going to be having Raz Mobility here to talk about their phones. So that should be a fun event. And Michael, you want to go through the podcast one last time and let everyone know how they can reach out and get those? Yeah, so if you go and subscribe to Unmute Presents on your favorite podcast app, you can get access to Sunday's day one content that posted, uh, Thursday's audio setup that posted, and last Tuesday's repeat of the Unmute Presents uh, photography session two. This call will be in the podcast feed probably in about half hour, 45 minutes from when the call ends. And then this coming Thursday, Marty and I are doing a part two of our audio setups. And I'm not going to commit to anything on Sunday, but I think I have an idea and we may have a guest presenter showing loopback and how he's using loopback with some of the audio setups that uh, Marty and I are working with. So definitely get tuned in if you are interested in that type of content and you can reach out to us at unmutepresents at gmail.com. That's all I have. I'd like to thank Sheila and Belle for helping us out today. We so appreciate all of your assistance. Uh, again, if you want to get a hold of us, unmutepresents at gmail.com. And everybody have a great week and we'll see you in the community.